When I was uh, in my 20s, last week, um, <laughs> I used to read Time Magazine, and always at the back they would have a, the, the best part of the magazine, as far as I was concerned. It was who was marrying who, and who was divorcing who. And I can remember reading, you know, Sam Smith is marrying Betsy Ross, and it's his first marriage and her second marriage, and I would think to myself, well, for crying out loud, who in their right mind would marry someone who'd been married before? Well, lo and behold, God laughed because I married someone who had been married before. <laughs> and this is a passage that has given me just such anxiety all week. I have read so many commentaries and looked online and just tried to understand what this passage meant for us today in the 21st century, because it's not the same as it was when Jesus was alive and walking the earth. When Jesus was alive, women were nothing. They had no way to make a living. If their husband divorced them, which he could for any reason, he could divorce a woman for talking too much which makes me surprised that I've been married as long as I have. And the woman would be left to a life of either begging on the streets or prostitution. Well, that's not a very good way of living, and I think that that's what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. Your hardness of heart made Moses write this down which is Deuteronomy 24.1, that a man can divorce his wife. But I don't think that's really what Jesus was thinking about. If we think of Jesus as loving and compassionate and forgiving, then he is not going to tell someone, because their marriage didn't work out, that they are kept away from him, or kept away from the kingdom of heaven, or even from the sacraments. We believe all people are equal in the eyes of God, and all people are welcome at God's table. Mark and I discussed this reading repeatedly through the week. And what we both agree on is nobody wakes up one day and says, gee, I think I'll divorce my, my wife or my husband. It's a long, slow slide of sadness and anger and misunderstandings. One that they've tried to work on repeatedly, but for whatever reason just doesn't work out. God wants us to be free to go ahead and make new relationships and have a new life. After all, when he came to earth, he said, I, gave, I came to bring you life and to bring it abundantly. So why would he stop two people from parting ways and finding love with another person? Certainly not. Come here, Georgie. Come on. Come on. think that's what we had in mind. No. <laughs> so today when I read this passage, I have to think about what is God really telling us? 
God is telling us that, yes, when a couple gets married, they put all their hopes and dreams on the ceremony and the liturgy and the pledge that they make to one another. But like anything, we change, and especially today, people grow and change all the time. So if someone decides after a while that really being married is not for them, and being married to this person is not for them, and the, pers the other person feels the same way, like I said, Jesus wants us to be happy. So it would be better for them to go and part ways in a loving way than to part ways in bitterness and anger. But of course, being human, we know that that's not true, that there is bitterness and anger when people get divorced. There's misunderstandings and the idea that what was once hoped for has been dashed. But that doesn't mean that we are less than as human beings. That we are less than because we prefer to not have two people and a family live in misery. My good friend, Dr. Phil, always says it's better for children to come from a broken home than to live in one. And I have to say I agree. Many of us grew up with parents that didn't really love one another, but stuck together for the sake of the children. And what kind of a life is that? I can attest to not much. So today when we read this passage from Mark, let us remind ourselves that this is not who Jesus is. He, Jesus is not talking to us today. And Jesus is not talking to us as people of God. He is talking to Pharisees who are looking for ways to trip him up. And they're going to find any little thing they can that are going, that's going to make them want his death. The idea of a divorce was just a way for them to take the focus off of what they wanted and to put it on something else. God loves us all, and there is nothing, nothing that will ever separate us from that. There is nothing that he wants more than for his children to be happy and content. And yes, we work through the sorrow and the pain, but we also believe in the resurrection, knowing and understanding that on the other side, there is a glimmer of hope. And the sun will rise again, and we will hopefully live in the world where we love one another and care for one another, regardless of whether we're married or divorced, that God is present for everyone, everyone, not just people he likes. He's even present for people he doesn't. I know that's a newsflash for some people. So when you read and meditate on this passage, don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. You'll get yourself tied up in knots. I know, I did all week. It's not a good way to live. Just know that God is present here in this place, that we are always welcome to the table, and he will always love us. Amen. Amen.